Hey everyone, listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is episode number 15. Let's go. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. What's up, everybody? Yo. <laughs> Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Episode number 15. It's not you, it's me. Breakups are tough. I have a feeling this is more about Seattle. This might actually be a very um, Seattle-centered um, show, and I want to upfront apologize for that. That's okay. It's our show. It is. Um, could you please tell your team to do something <laughs> so that it wasn't so focused on my team? Because my team's being kind of selfish. <laughs> That's our, well, Actually, no, Cleveland's being more selfish. Yeah, holy crap, Cleveland. What the hell? I mean, good for them. Yeah. Now they'd be like what? One and sixteen? One and fifteen? No, no, no. Cleveland's gonna win nine games this year. I'm gonna go above that. I'm gonna say ten. And I'm gonna say they are not gonna be the worst team in the AFC North this year. I say they're gonna make the playoffs. Oh, holy crap. (laughs) We're getting way ahead. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Uh yeah, so we're halfway to thirty. Who'd have thunk that? Yeah. It's cool though. I'm digging it. Yeah. We're having fun. Hope everybody out there is having fun. Maybe. We have a producer this week? Uh, no, we're in a new location. Right. We were last week and we had a producer. I know, but the new one couldn't find the place. I couldn't even remember his name. Well, last week, that was Marty. Oh, that's right. Marty. And he got lost already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got to find better people. <laughs> now hiring. Uh, all right. So yeah, this, this episode, this is our free agency new NFL year episode basically. Cause that starts Wednesday, Wednesday. So there's going to be a lot of talk. There's, <laughs> it's funny how the new league year starts Wednesday and that's when free agency gets in the way, all that stuff. But yet look at how much has happened already. Yep. We just hit the legal tampering stage, which is the f- weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. You can tamper just which legally, is, which is usually illegal but now it's super legal it's the nfl it's crazy so we're gonna get we're gonna go over that go over anything that happened in cowboys world there's some stuff that happened in the seahawks world the big story that everyone's talking about we'll get to later in the episode um anything else you want to get off your chest right to get off start anything do you have a good weekend i you know it was okay yeah how about you yeah not too bad not too bad how's the boy he's doing good How's your boy? Oh, he's two. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, he's two. The funny thing is, because um, this is our first venture with now a toddler and daylight savings. Ooh. Yeah, he doesn't know what uh, spring forward is. You tried so, to, did, you, did you try to explain it to him? No, I tried to put him down. We, we tried to put him down at that's the, harsh. The, the usual <laughs> tried to put him down for, for bed I mean, come at on. the usual there time, you go. which did not work out. See, now we've been through one of these already with a very routine baby. So let me let you in on the secret. Here's what we did. You don't let him nap the first day. So yesterday he got up and I had him all day. Did the home show, did Home Depot. It was a nice little Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we did uh, a bunch of other stuff, kept him awake so that when 7.30 rolled around and it was time for bath time, he was so exhausted that he didn't even know that 
his body was telling him it was only 6.30. And when he went to bed about 8, he had no idea that his body was telling him 7. And sure enough, he uh, he actually went to sleep and then woke up at, at uh, 7 this morning. Nice. So that's the trick. So, cool. So try that next time. Next year. Next year. <laughs> try, try that little nugget. No, it was midnight for us. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> midnight, but he was up at 8 a.m. Anywho, I could have FaceTime with him. I was awake. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's get underway. Let's get started. Let's get rolling. Let's do all that good stuff. Uh, you're first. What's going on in Cowboys Nation? Nothing? Okay, cool. So Moving on. <laughs> did, you, did you talk to Jerry today and, and make something happen? Because no, for he had crying lot, out loud, you... He had a lot of meetings. You told me, you warned me, you said, Brian. That's what he says. He said, Brian. Brian. Um... You know, the Cowboys don't really do anything in free agency. And I was like, ha, whatever. This is going to be the year. Well, but technically, free agency hasn't started yet. So Right, but there hasn't been, like, anything. But there's been some some rumors and whispers okay, that well, what's, you what's never – Okay, well, what's going on? No, not any names, just <sighs> people might be surprised on what they try to do in free agency, but we'll see. You mean, like, releasing Des Bryant? That's not going to happen. <laughs> nope. Um, well, what has yeah, no, happened? Because you guys happening. have done some stuff. So what has happened? I will, but I'm going to go back to last week. I did say you were all bummed out because Seattle hadn't done anything. I said by Thursday they are going to make some moves. Sure and did. Sure enough, on Wednesday stuff started happening, but we'll get there. So wait. So, but, get, so everybody, it's, it's actually his fault. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame everything. You're welcome. On Andrew. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Really um, appreciate it. So actually today Dallas re-signed uh, defensive tackle Brian Price extended him for two years he was a waiver pickup last year uh, off of green bay um showed some flashes so i mean there's somebody at least there's a move but actually the bigger news today that came out was uh orlando skandrick yep requested his release which how you feel about that yeah good on him go for it i mean he's a good he's a solid corner so what was left on his deal so Skandrick had well, he's under contract through 2019. Um, base salary this year is three million, but um, that was kind of he's always been one that's always restructured and has always taken money up front. So you know he has been smart with that. He's never done a long term deal, but um, he started getting injured, had some back problems this past year. But he's I mean he's been in the league ten years. He's still a solid corner. The one thing with him is, you know, he was always he'd always tell it like it is, no BS kind of person, which I as a fan always liked. Yep, because you had or you have some players on teams or whatever, and it's all great and fabulous. But with him, he would tell you, yeah, no, this isn't going well, or no, things are, you know, okay. I wish more players would be like that. Mm-hmm. Just up front, instead of you know the whole like, well, we just got to do better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, we'll he, get him next week. Nope, he would tell you. Um, Wish Russell Wilson would do that, but I mean, as far <laughs> but as far as uh, free agency, I mean, now still nothing, not a word. But like I said, free agency starts Wednesday, and I saw we'll see what happens. Yeah, I saw something today where a couple of the media guys out there are are saying that with what you guys have available to spend, you guys actually might surprise, like you just said, surprise people in this free agent period and you're just kind of keeping it quiet right now and you got things planned and 
you know, it's okay to let all this stuff go crazy and let it settle for mm-hmm. a second and then attack. And I and I get it. I mean, you see, you know, Cleveland obviously making all their moves. That you know, teams trading, signing things that are going on, and Dallas is just sitting there. And I, you know, as a fan, it is it can get frustrating. But I believe in Will McClay. What about Jerry Jones? <laughs> He's not really running the show anymore. I know, but I like to say that he is because everyone's made fun of it for so many years. <laughs> Jerry needs him a GM. No, he he's not really running the show anymore. It's it's Stephen Jones and Will McClay, and that's part of the reason why they're not making these big moves, big signings anymore. But you know, we'll see. I'd like to make a prediction, but I really don't have one. Big things. Big things. Big things. Big things. Like does Bryant leaving? No. <laughs> I, it's I all would, over. They just want to speculate. It's I would, all over. I would me. absolutely be shocked if that was going to happen. I expect it won't. Just like you. I think it's just crazy that it's it's talk. It's, it's like mean, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's to fill. It's clicks, it's views. Yeah. It's the off season. It's slow. Make a story about the Cowboys, and everybody will tune in. The other the other crazy one that actually came out today was um, NFL Network is trying to get Jason Witten to come into the booth this really? year. This year, so I, it's, he's not done yet. No, I mean, like I said, he is slower. He is older. He's a decent blocker. He, I mean, he does everything okay. It's just his leadership and how, I mean, everything that he does, anybody new that comes in to the team, they say, watch 82, just watch 82. Everything he does, do what he does. And, I mean, that's a big part of it, the reason why he's still there too. I mean, he's still a great ball player, but you do miss that new age of how tight ends are. I mean, down the field, explosive uh a la uh i'm not gonna say his name but when he was with new orleans <laughs> i'm not gonna say his name but when he was with you new can orleans say his name it's okay that, that kind of of player yeah except for he's doesn't block and that's why he's not as great as witten well right we, we talked about it he's a wide receiver but as far as you know by Jim. downfield threat big body that kind yep. of thing but i've always liked witten but that but that came out and was kind of just like a just shaking my That's head. crazy. And it was like, uh, okay. Maybe give it a couple years. Why don't you guys calm down? Yeah, I got enough extra cowboys in the, in the booth? booth. Do you think he'd be good? Yeah. Definitely. Be fucking funny. Put him and Romo together. Anywho. Can't wait for more. Other than that, as far as any any other Cowboys news, there has been nothing. Boring. Not very, very boring. Just It's okay. It's about to get fun and exciting. I, well, actually, no, there is one one thing, but it's Ooh. not free agency related. Um the first scheduled official visit uh, with draft prospects. So the first one is actually Calvin Ridley. Oh, really? Wide receiver out of Alabama. Which he... Will replace Des Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, he, and a lot of boards, or a lot of people's boards, you know, is top, you know, top one, two wide receiver coming out in this year's draft. But his um, performance at the Combine actually kind of made him slip a little bit. So there's actually a lot of people thinking that he could slip down to that uh 16 17 18 19 area well don't worry the seahawks at 18 aren't gonna take him so you never know no there's no 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 you never know but anyway so that's a little bit of draft news but we'll get more into the draft the draft's coming quick it's gonna be here before you know it oh yeah and uh we're gonna have so much fun pre-draft post-draft post-draft during the draft draft grades oh my god it's gonna be Uh, full of draft draft talk draft grades at the end of the year 
I'm going to be Mel Kuyper. You're going to be Todd McShay. Uh, no, I'd, I'd rather be uh, Mike Mayock. Oh, I don't right. like Mel Kuyper. I know you don't. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up. I know you love him so much. Moving on. Let's do it. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Seahawks. The floor is yours. The land of the twelves, as I like to call it. <laughs> uh, so, unlike the Cowboys, the Seahawks have been making some moves. We'll get to the big one, the huge one, huge later. Um. I have some things I'd like to say and feelings I'd like to feel. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the 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 funny thing was, as you said, you were like, just watch, because it had been two months and two days since they'd made any transactions the last time we recorded a podcast. So, and you said by Thursday, watch out, they're gonna make some moves. Wednesday rolled around, bam, first Michael, one, Michael Bennett, gone. Not to Philly. To, yeah. To the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. They traded not only Michael Bennett, but they traded Michael Bennett and a seventh-round pick to Philadelphia for a fifth-round pick and wide receiver Marcus Johnson. At first, I was a little bit, uh, what the hell? You're going to give up a draft pick along with him? And then after you know reading some of the things that some of the experts who are well beyond me in what they know, uh, what they thought of uh, Marcus Johnson, and um, I'm okay with it. Bennett wasn't happy here. You could tell he didn't expect to stay here, and they're really trying to, like, we're never going to get into politics on the show, but the politics of Bennett, I think they were tired of it. Yeah, but there was also some things, though, that came out that said, you know, if you've ever uh, – it was actually a former player. I think it was uh, – I can't remember the name, but he actually said, no, if you've actually been part of that club, you know what it's like in that locker room and yeah. how the kind of support that the ownership and staff has. So, I, I mean, I don't know Well, that's that. the culture they create. They like it that way. Yeah. Seattle is this John Schneider, Pete Carroll Jeem. thing. Yeah, like they, that's, they like that. But I think with what happened this season, with as crazy as that locker room was, there was obviously drama beyond what they like. And I think it was just Bennett. He didn't help himself by at the end of the season saying, I don't expect to be back here. Yeah. That's, that's kind of putting, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, go ahead and let me go. And, uh, him in Philadelphia is scary that, that add him to that defense. I mean, they'll have more offsides penalties, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) I'm totally looking forward to playing Philly twice a year. Oh, I bet you just loving it. (laughs) But no, actually I, even with the addition to Bennett, uh, or of Bennett to Philly's line, I still think our our offensive line is better. Oh yeah, doesn't matter how how many defensive players you stack up, you still got to beat our line. Yep, and you guys are going to have a bounce back season on uh, every aspect of your team, including that. So, so that was the first one gone, and so the breakup of this what once was a dominant defense mm-hmm. has started to happen, and fans are kind of like, oh god kind of freaking out a little bit so then the news comes out uh that a uh, a certain player is going to be released later in the week and that started freaking everybody out well and then you and then you started seeing all the little cryptic messages that oh, came out God. You, had, you had i mean he wasn't the one that was released but you had earl thomas just he posted a short <sighs> video just walk kind of walking with a backpack on so it's like oh of course me i'm getting kind of excited like oh is this it shut your filthy mouth <laughs> So we'll get to to that big one, like I said, later. 
So let's just go through what else they did just so we can get through the, the Seahawks news and move on to free agency news because good God did the NFL kind of explode this week. Um, so just now they just uh, did a restricted free agency tender to cornerback Justin Coleman. Love young, it. Young guy. Yep. Love that move. That's that's He's the jump in the Salvation Army bucket guy. That was cool. You didn't like it? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, anyways always, people always got to do what the cowboys do <laughs> <laughs> wow um so and then uh bradley mcdougall safety safety this is an interesting move because of his position so he's a safety he played in place of cam chancellor but he can also play free safety so now people are wondering okay well we still don't know they they you know picked up cam's money for the year Mm -hmm. don't know if cam's gonna play or not if cam plays you got this guy is he a replacement for earl thomas so now everyone's like as a body but not as a player he did really well for cam filling in for cam he really did so i like the signing he got three years 13.95 million dollars um and then there's some other casualties deshaun shed got released that's today. Yep. Yep. Um, but they did that uh, as kind of a, a good faith thing. Like um, his his contract was going to toll because he spent most of the season on the uh, the physically unable to perform list. And so that tolling contract would have required the Seahawks to pay him the same in 2018 as it did in 2017, which was $1.2 million. And you can't get anything above that or do anything else. That would have been what it was. And so they had told him that, you know, we'll release you so you can make more money than that, but we would like to have you back. Gotcha. So they, they informed his agent, hey, we said we were going to do this. We did it. His agent said, you know, that's a, good, a big move by them. We appreciate that. But it also opens up Shed now to go shop. So there's no guarantee he'll be back, but the Seahawks, of course, would like him back. So the other casualty, which came as absolutely no shock whatsoever, uh, they cut Jeremy Lane. Bummer. They tried to trade him earlier in the year. So, I mean, really, it was nice to have him feel that physical and come back because we needed him. But at the same time, they obviously didn't necessarily want him here because they tried to trade him. So, he gone. Um, And then, I mean, it's no surprise, but, I mean, we know that Jimmy Graham, Yep, he's he's not coming back. (laughs) There's no way. He's either going to – it sounds like he's either going to go back to New Orleans – which makes perfect sense. I don't think he ever, you know, obviously was traded out of there. Didn't yeah. Which was a shock to him. <clears throat> uh, it's either there or Packers. Mm-hmm. Green Bay wants him. Can you imagine? Him and Aaron Rodgers would be can you imagine kind of scary. That? Yeah. And you know they'd actually use him correctly. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the bummer moves of uh, John Schneider is bringing him in and then Pete Carroll and, well, and Daryl Bevel thinking oh let's take this non-blocking tight end and tell him to block he'll he'll suck at it it wouldn't have been as bad as a move if they wouldn't have given up what they gave up oh yeah to get him oh yeah and it's but the, but they still need to use him correctly <laughs> which they never did so uh that that's about all that's going on i hope i didn't miss anything but it's been it's been so crazy since we got done recording the last podcast that uh it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on so especially when you do it just once a week 
you have no idea, dude. I'm sitting there like seriously, and this everything's happening. Bennett gets traded, and and I'm just like, man, <laughs> I have to wait <laughs> till Monday. Uh, maybe next year we'll do like more. Yeah. No. More. More. We always love the special episodes. They're fun. So let's move on to NFL free agency in general, which begins, like we said, Wednesday. Wednesday. I expect big moves out of the Cowboys. But let's go through. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through what's already happened or the big things that have already happened. So the first big one that came out was it was Landry, wasn't it? Jarvis. Wasn't Landry to Cleveland? It's actually a bummer. You know, in all honesty, I wanted him to be a Seahawk. He was on my list of mm-hmm, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Of of receivers I'd actually like to see and then I got screwed. He's not coming here. No. No. I'm looking for that trade. There it is. It wasn't the first one because there's stuff that happened before that. So let's see. Nobody cares about the Texans agreeing to re-sign their punter. (laughs) Uh, Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin agreed to a three-year extension with the Niners. Mm -hmm. So Jimmy Grapps got himself a keep his target. Um, John Lynch is assembling a good team down there. Yeah, it's scary what they're doing down there. Quickly, too. Yeah. Him, the Niners and the Rams now are up on top of my division, and I hate it. It's not good for me, anyway. Cornerback uh, Sam Shield signs with the Rams after a year out of the NFL. That happened. Um, DeMarco Murray. Visiting you, Seattle. You know him. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about that dude? Besides he, that he's an older running back that my team's looking at. Shocking. He's still not He's not that old yet. Older. He's 29. That's old. <laughs> As a running back, yeah. I yeah, guess it's so. old. No, he's a solid running back, great blocker. Um, he can occasionally fumble. Yeah. As he did in Green Bay. Yeah. But, no, very – definitely would be an upgrade to what Seattle has right now. See – and the weird, the weird thing is, it's it just be another little cob in the web between but it, Seattle but the, and Dallas. But the problem is, is like Seattle's bringing in like Jonathan Stewart to talk with the He's team. He's older, <laughs> old, like super old. They're bringing in all these guys because it, it still feels like they think the running back is the problem, and it's not. It's the offensive line. I I can tell you right now, Rawls would have done better if there was an offensive line to I, block for him. I can get behind that. Mike Davis, who did well for late season start, would have done better had there been a line to run by, run through. You can't put all the blame on the freaking running back, and it drives me crazy because they bring in, ever, ever since Lynch, they bring in all these guys, Eddie Lacy, like all these different guys thinking that he, it's, He's gone, right? It, oh, yeah. Okay. Thinking that it's the, the back themselves when – it's not it's the offensive line come on maybe i need to call john schneider and tell him maybe nobody has let him know (laughs) hey john we'll give you a first and a third (laughs) or john's on the phone saying we'll give you a first and a third to move up and take barkley would you do that no no because you don't have a line i don't have a line (laughs) 
Wouldn't work. But he's better than Zeke. According to some. No. Yeah. Uh, Broncos traded cornerback Akib Talib to the Rams. Again, he making. Had a, he had an interesting comment about uh, old Des Bryant. Did he? He did. What and, did he say? and actually, Dallas's offense in general. Um, it said, because Dallas and Denver played week two or week three last year. And no, he said if Dallas lets him go, somebody's going to get a really good receiver. I mean, he's got all the traits. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. Um, you know, they had just a down year, but he's still a freak of an athlete. And then um, they had actually asked him, because a lot of talk last year was Dallas's offense is really predictable, which it is. It's not meant to be super complex and confusing. It's meant to be line up, stop us. Yeah, you're daring the defense to stop that, you. And that's it. It's just, I mean, just, Which is fine just school if you, power yeah. football. And, and actually he said, no, they were not complicated to figure out at all. They just are very good at what they do, and their offensive line is really tough. And that's the thing. If your players are good enough, who cares if you're a simplistic offense? You're you're daring that defense to stop you, mm-hmm. and if your offensive line is better, if your quarterback is better, so be it. So be yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. So, uh, but, but he was he was one that was had like a slight kind of link. People thinking he might go to Dallas, but out west the, he goes to the Cowboys. Yeah, so he goes to the Ram. No, yeah, goes to the Rams. Uh, so again. Making another team in my division that much better. Um, we're going to skip past that one that happened. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Eagles made another trade. They traded uh, wide receiver Torrey Smith to the Panthers mm-hmm. for a cornerback. Cornerback's on the move mm-hmm. all over the place. Weird. Uh, Bucks, Mike Evans. Huge contract extension. Five-year? Five-year, $82.5 million extension that includes $55 million guaranteed. Good grief. He's a good ball player. That's money. He's a good ball player. So here's the first uh, Browns trade that happened in their what seemed like a (laughs) never-ending line of Browns moves. Here they go. Oh, here they go again. Nope, they're not done. It's almost like they thought the draft was happening and because that's all they you know well that's the thing they still have they still have all those picks well they traded yeah they traded the one uh but they traded two draft picks to the dolphins for jarvis landry and you're like okay because that happened first and you're going who's the quarterback that's gonna throw to him are they gonna gonna stick with kaiser yeah are they gonna are they gonna in the draft i mean what are the (laughs) (laughs) never once did i ever think that it was gonna be Kirk cousins that goes um do you think Case he, Keenum? Do you think that he would ever have the the guts to even have like make that announcement? I've decided to sign with the Browns. I don't know. No one has the guts. So then right after that, you're like, here this answers some of those questions. Browns get quarterback Tyrod Taylor and trade with the Bills. So so. But maybe the Bills are holding him back and Cleveland and all their uh, power is I don't gonna... know. I don't know. <laughs> that that one was kind of like a Okay, you got a serviceable quarterback, but I mean, we'll see. I still think they're going to obviously be in play for a quarterback. Do you still think, even though they grabbed him, that he's not going to be their starter? They're going to go, or maybe they still draft somebody and put competition in there yeah. to see. Who yeah, gets either it. way, they're still going to be in the market for a quarterback. Hmm. Well, they weren't done. <laughs> no, they weren't. 
Because right after that, Twitter was on fire. Adam Schefter was all over the place. Uh, Browns deal quarterback Deshaun Kaiser to the Packers for cornerback Demarius Randall. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Kaiser's gone. You're like, all right, Browns. Impressive. And then they weren't done. Uh, they then made a trade with New England of all teams. So they traded defensive tackle Danny Shelton to the Patriots. And they'll get a conditional pick in return for that. Any of these moves so far just like absolutely shocking. The Landry one was pretty yeah. pretty shocking. Because everything that we had heard, everything we had read was they're going to tag him. I mean, he's not he's not going anywhere. But uh, we were wrong. Dead wrong. So wrong. But I will say, with even with those moves, I still think Cleveland is in play for a quarterback. And we'll get to the draft, but still. I'm seeing it more and more. There is no, absolutely no way that Cleveland takes Barkley number one overall. So, the running back is I not so, that valued. So disagree with you. Still. Telling you. They're going to take him. Nope. Yep. Um, Cardinals released Adrian Peterson. Bummer. I don't know if he's going to land somewhere. I don't know. I think he might be done. I think he very well could be done. He had like moments. Yeah. Well, he, he had moments in, in Arizona where you're like, holy crap, this yeah, is what he New Orleans, well, you know, that's but, what they should have done. But then it just kind of yeah. tuckered out. And then this came out today. And then did you watch the video he, that uh, Nadamakan Sue posted on? Yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Sue um, was in Seattle this morning. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I got a text from Dennis from Ohio. There's your show mentioned there, Dennis. Uh, he gets one a show. Um, oh, hi, Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Uh, he texted me and said, all it said was like, Sue WTF. <laughs> and I had no, I hadn't looked yet. I'd been too scarred from the weekend. So I just, I wasn't looking. So I jumped on there and looked. And so. He hasn't even been officially released yet by the Dolphins, but apparently they're planning on moving on from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, they paid him a lot of money. It, it seems like a crazy thing to do. Well, and I saw a, an interesting thing that it, he was one of the ones in that last class of rookies that had the before they restructured how how rookies get paid. Yeah, how the, all that business. He was one of the last in the old system, so he got you know up there and pay really quick and then that's why he's he's had this huge contract and there's no way miami's going to carry out carry through with that so interesting that it's still i mean he still has stuff left i personally i don't i don't care for him he's a well he's a dirty player and i i can't stand that and i yeah i'm with you not the dirtiest but no but he's dirty yeah and i'm with you i don't like that and so I'm not sure how I feel about him as a possibility in Seattle. Now, he's only missed like two games his entire career. No, yeah, definitely good, and, on, good on him and, there. And for being, even though he's a dirty player, the, he's good. <laughs> so I don't know. That would be interesting again, if that happens. Again, like we said, Seattle kind of likes that yeah. drama. So maybe they got rid of one and you bring in somebody else. <laughs> um, so those are all the things that have kind of the big ones that have happened so far and again we just entered legal 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 tampering period wednesday is it's become and we've talked about this in a couple of episodes how free agency has become a huge event all in itself yeah it's nuts now i know you don't understand it because your team doesn't do anything 
However, what's that like? <laughs> yeah, please tell. What's it like to get players from other teams? Please tell, sir. Uh, it's fun, really is. <laughs> Except for when your team signs the wrong ones. So, but it is. It's it's. Uh, I have a full time job, obviously, <laughs> and it's really hard to work that day because being so constantly in, just refreshing, oh, dude, refreshing, yeah. refreshing. You're just on Twitter all day and you're just going nuts. Like, okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? ESPN is actually doing a, a free agency, like a free agency frenzies show on Wednesday with just Adam Schefter literally. And I'm not kidding you. He's going to take phone calls like while he's on the air, he's going to have his like eight phones that he has. <laughs> and they're literally going to have him like, take phone calls and then like sit there in anticipation of ooh what's happening adam which is it's another uh personality i don't like i'm not a Schefter fan no is there anybody in the media that you do like oh yeah there's that plenty. isn't that isn't associated with just the dallas cowboys yeah mike i've yet i've yet to hear one mike mayock i like mike mayock <laughs> i like rich eisen i like M- mooch I like a lot of those NFL Network guys. I was gonna say it feels like uh, but, nobody you mentioned there is ESPN. Um, ESPN, I like Todd Archer. Okay, um, you like none of the big names. Schefter, and, and we're not really gonna get into it, but Schefter made these bold claims about it there being a Des tape. No oh, jeez, and it never materialized. <laughs> but the, he made this big thing. Oh yeah, no, there's a Des tape. It's it's worse than um, Ray Rice. That's what he was claiming, and that was obviously you know three years, three four years ago, and nothing's materialized. So, whatever. <laughs> I think we need to have a show where um, we talk just about uh, media talents, yeah, and who we like and who we don't like. I'm surprised. This is actually this crazy to me that you just don't. Wow, hold on! I just got a weird notification on Twitter, and I have to check it because I don't know what's happening here. What's what's going on on Twitter? Um, I had tweeted about how uh, Andrew Norwell, oh yeah, had narrowed it down between Niners, Colts, and Giants, mm-hmm. and I was kind of disappointed in that because even though he's going to cost a ton of money, um, the big question I'm gonna that I'm posing to the Seahawks is, what are they doing? <laughs> and in that question is um are you are they trying to rebuild that dominant defense again or are they making the decision to now start to surround russell wilson and build around him and then just have an okay good defense but talk about that later so someone was commenting about how because of that they're just giving up (laughs) Uh, wow we're done yeah so calm down I'll talk about later how we got to trust the process. Even though that's really hard right now. <laughs> Try being a Cowboys fan. That is the mantra. Trust the process. Um, you guys have a good quarterback, a good running back, a good offensive line. He's a great running back. Excuse okay, sorry. you. Uh, sorry. Here's, the, here's two things you have I don't have. A great running back and a good offensive line. Great offensive line. Not just, well, hey last year not as good no last year was a horrible year so so you can't call them great you have to downgrade them a bit and they have to prove themselves to be great again okay but you still have something i don't have which is a good (laughs) offensive line i don't have that um i haven't heard any other rumors out there you ready to move on to the big thing wednesday is going to be it's going to be nuts yeah it'll be fun it'll be almost as fun as tomorrow with star wars release oh yeah oh yeah it's happening i would say that i will be all over 
uh, Twitter tomorrow updating my followers, but I'll probably be watching The Last Jedi twice. <laughs> uh, all right. So you have written something. So, yeah. The, the name that we kept skipping over, that's the big news that uh, – and we're not going to be – I thought about this last week, and maybe you're, you can agree with me or disagree with me. We don't want to be a podcast where we're just reporting the news because you guys have already heard it, and, and you don't need to come to a once-a-week podcast to hear the news. That you read or that heard you, Yeah, already. Yeah, but we hope to take those stories and give our unique insight and opinions on them because I think we both have those. You're ridiculously smart when it comes to the X's and O's of football compared right. to me. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. Well, compared to me, dude, you're... No, but thanks. Well, <laughs> no, really, stop. Keep I going. had I, <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I knew what it was, but the but referring to something like the RPO, run-pass option, I knew run-pass option, but didn't RPO is something I'd never heard before in my life. And you said it in one podcast episode and I acted like I knew what the hell you were talking about. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> and so you said, Oh yeah, that thing run pass option. I'm like, Oh yeah. RP. Oh, I got it. Got it. Yep. I know what that is. So that's not to say I don't know anything about football, but I, you're yeah. So unique. Just wait till we get insights. into the season. Oh geez. Oh yeah. I'm going to look stupid. Oh geez. Why didn't he throw the ball? Weird. Dallas just keeps on winning. I don't get it. If uh, if you were living if you're living under a rock and you come out just once a week to listen to this podcast Tuesdays, thank you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you then then this is news to you. If you're like the rest of America, you know that the Seahawks released Richard Sherman, and that a day later he signed a three year deal with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and if you were to tell me, say towards the end of well let's just go back to the beginning of the of the 2017 season and you were to tell me when we start the 2018 season michael bennett will be gone hey brian michael bennett's going to be gone yeah richard sherman was going to be gone richard sherman is going to be gone and that uh the mariners would have uh an ichiro dude on their team hey ichiro is going to be back in the mariners i would i would have laughed you out of the freaking building and said what Maybe not so much of Michael Bennett, but that Sherman would not only be gone, but playing for the 49ers, I think I probably would have just been like, whatever. TTFO. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> that's a fun fantasy you got going on there, but that's not at all how this is going to go down. Well, you know what? It went down. Good on John Lynch. You got to give kudos to him. And, and, their, and, and Sherman. Their, and their negotiator, and Sherman. The, the rumors came down that they were going to release him. And we kind of knew based on, you know, he asked for a trade last year. And then I think as soon as he got injured, had the surgery on his Achilles, I think that kind of, if, if you didn't think that something was, was going to happen, you're nuts because we all knew he was going to be paid $11 million. He's coming off of two surgeries. Cause he mm-hmm. had a surgery to remove bone spurs in the other ankle. Mm-hmm. And then the Achilles and, and he's 30 years old. I mean, I, I've never ruptured my Achilles, but I think about like when I run and planting and moving, and I think about what they do in that position as a cornerback. Man, like that's not the easiest injury to come back from, I wouldn't think. And it's not like we're you know top tier athletes either. I certainly am not. 
Um, I second that. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that you that can't be the easiest thing. So Friday rolls around. They said they were going to release them, release them Friday. Friday rolled around. They did release them. And the statements at that point were, you know, they met with Sherman over the phone. We all kind of assumed what it was basically was, hey, Richard, we need you to take a pay cut. We're up against the cap. We have a lot of things we want to do, but unfortunately, we need to make some, you know, make some adjustments. We need you to take a pay cut. And Sherman, not surprisingly at all, said, no, I'm not going to take a pay cut. And they said, okay, well, we're going to release you. And so they did. Seattle's hope, of course, was that they would release him. He'd go out and venture off. And I think deep down, if they were going to bring him back, they were hoping they were going to be able to bring him back for a tiny contract, way lower. And based on what his contract is for the Niners, it would have had to be really low. Oh, yeah. And so it went from Friday, all of us kind of, as Seahawks fans, being sad. That's really what it was. We were not surprised, but it was like when you had a. I mean, you had a all pro player who helped Seattle get to a couple NFC title games and get their first Lombardi. Yeah. All of a sudden, now he's now he's going to your at the time the hate the most hated division rival. And it's seeing then, but we didn't even know that then. Like we're just. I I just remember it was literally some sadness, and then. And, I will admit it, and this is where I get emotional with sports. Like they, I get connected with them really. And I'll, in my little thing, I'm going to read here. That's it's a it's an emotional thing. I was doing fine, and then when the Seahawks themselves made it official, and they put out this little video. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the video like starts with his draft. Oh, and all that it, stuff, and, 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 and it ends that. on the tip. Mm-hmm. And you're just, I literally, I remember I was outside of Starbucks in my truck, and watched that video and. I cried like a baby, mm-hmm. just sad because to, it was just the end of that era. And you just, the Legion of boomed, everything just kind of breaking apart with not knowing what's going on with cam, not sure if they're going to get a deal done with Earl Thomas or he's going to be traded all this stuff happening. And you're like, okay, I'm losing grips. Where's everybody? It freaks you out. And then you, you just get just, sad. You, you, you have no idea how hard it was. Uh, when we were going through the Romo. Oh, yeah. Th- I mean, that was rough. That was rough. And then even before that, when Dallas had to release DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. I mean, that that was rough. So, no, I know exactly where you're where you're coming from. It's that emotional attachment, and I, that's pretty much what I – I like to write. And um, so I wrote this little thing. I'm going to read it in a second. Um and a lot of it came from what happened next, which was the next day, and he signs with San Francisco. And your sadness went from that to almost, I don't want to say like pure anger, because it wasn't. I totally understand why he did what he did. But you're like, really? <laughs> you you just said that you were going to go to a contender, which they are. Now. I think. I think. And then, but you also said that you were, you had all these different, like you'd been contacted by all these teams and it was going to be a process and you were going to talk to all of them. And then out of nowhere, you're just like, nope, three year deal with San Francisco. And everyone's like, what? He, I bet you he had to have already had his numbers played out, was ready to go, 
sent it out to however it works, sent it out to everybody, and they were the ones who were like, we're interested. Come talk to us. It sounds like, well, but it sounds like the Lions were interested, and it sounds like there were other teams that had interest that he literally, if you if you re- um, go out and read the Monday Morning Quarterback by Peter King, it sounds like he got the offer from San Francisco. That just happened to be his first meeting, and he being who he is of course he called seattle and gave them the opportunity which i i like he gave the opportunity to match it and they still said no and so all of a sudden i it's almost like he just at that point was like you know what san francisco is the best place for me because i get to play them twice a year and i'm going to show them that they make a mistake and i get to be pretty close to home yeah and he gets to be close to home he wants to go back to school like it all made sense and so not like me personally i wasn't even like upset that he signed with a new team. You're not going to go burn a jersey. No, we let him go. And then there's fans out there that were burning jerseys. Why? It's one thing. They already got your money. It's one thing if the team. Give the jersey yeah. to somebody who wants it. Yeah, you bought that. And they're not cheap. Why are you burning it? I've never understood burning jerseys. Anyways. So it's not like he became a free agent on his own and then decided to go elsewhere. Or it's not like he said, I'd like to take a, a, a discount to stay in Seattle and then signs the Lions like Golden Tate did. Some bitterness there. Tater tot. Well, I don't like him anyway, so. Of course you don't. You, <laughs> I hate him. I hate Golden Tate. Wow. I like Tater Hate and Tate rhyme. <laughs> you know what hate leads to? <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Um, Do it. <laughs> so... I I just want to I I wrote this little thing and I just want to and I just want to read it and it's long so I apologize like I typed it up and I was like oh my god but and I don't usually like want to read stuff on air I guess if we want to it's call our it. show but and we, we can, said at the beginning it's going to be Seahawks heavy so fire away go okay now three wow. two one go oh geez so much pressure uh, okay at the end of the day we can find ourselves too emotionally attached to players on our teams. Sometimes we forget that professional sports are a business and nothing else. We as fans see sports as an escape from the everyday stresses of normal life. And with that comes love for our teams, our coaches, and even more for our players. The teams love us fans, but remember we are their profit and the players are their expenses. Like any other business, they have to spend money to make money. They have to make adjustments to what they are spending their money on to keep their product fresh and competitive to make sure we as the consumer are all in year after year. Do you think it's easy being a Browns fan? That's a question. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> what about you think it's easy being a Florida Marlins fan right now or Miami Marlins? Sorry. I don't think so. I can tell you that in what is now the longest playoff drought in professional sports, it's really hard to be a Seattle Mariners fan right now. We have to trust in the process. Like you said, that's a mantra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the Super Bowl 48 win, we started feeling like if we just trusted John Schneider and Pete Carroll, they would always bring us the competitive atmosphere we craved. In John and Pete, we trust became the norm in every offseason. Not every move they have made has been great, and each of them puts a little blemish on that trust. Jimmy Graham, Blair Walsh, Eddie Lacy, to name a few. But let's not forget they took what was a 7-9 and team quick sidetrack seven to nine playoff team by the way seven to nine who won a game <laughs> playoff team. and won a playoff game but that's not the point let's forget that and turn them into a powerhouse in the nfl including the magical year in 2013 leading up to super bowl 48 
when the Seahawks went back to the Super Bowl in 2014 or in the 2014 season, marking back-to-back appearances, we officially had an addiction problem on our hands. We got addicted to winning. We had tasted that championship, and then we had one ripped from our hands at the very end. How many of you literally felt sick to your stomach when Malcolm Butler intercepted that pass from the one-yard line? I know I couldn't even go to work the next day. It hurt. I was emotionally invested in the team. And that isn't a bad thing. That's what helps make sports special. We can make that emotional connection to something besides family, besides a loved one or a child. That connection has many highs, but with those highs comes the lows. If you are a Seahawks fan like myself, we just happen to be in one of those lows right now. With the championship in Super Bowl 48, names like Cam Chancellor, Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, and so many other names became household names. They were the Seahawks. We associated them with the only championship and that high feeling. And so sometimes it seems like we forget, even for a split second, that the NFL is indeed just a business. Uh, The average career in the NFL lasts three and a half years. And with that, players want the most money they can get in their short careers. And that means changing teams sometimes look at golden tate who you hate apparently who said not apparently i do (laughs) who said he would take a hometown discount to stay a seahawk but in the end pick the detroit lions because he couldn't turn down the money we go through this every offseason with lesser names and now all of a sudden after a disappointing season bigger names are going to have to go to the point where some are saying nobody is actually safe with our emotional attachment to these players we are in some we are in for some tough moments this last weekend was one of those moments It should come to no surprise that Richard Sherman was released. He's now 30 years old, coming off an Achilles injury, two surgeries, and was due to make $11 million. Not to mention, he requested a trade the previous Mm offseason. He envisioned himself playing in Dallas. Yeah. Let's not forget that part. That didn't make Friday any easier to deal with as the news was made official and he was let go from the only team he had ever played for. We dealt with the sadness and even with a little bit of optimism that he might actually come back under a new deal for less money. I think where everything took a weird turn was when so quickly, all of a sudden, he had a new home. I don't think any of us expected to happen it to happen that quickly and to go to a team like the Niners, our enemy, and a team that he had trashed his entire tenure here in Seattle. Made fun of them like crazy. Knows them well. I almost didn't believe what I was reading on social media. There was no way that he had signed with San Francisco. He wouldn't do that. No freaking way. Then you saw the varied emotions kick in. You had fans that had zero problem with it right away on one end, and then you had fans absolutely irate and mad at the other end. And in between, you had fans like me who were just shocked, but completely at peace with why the Seahawks did what they did and why Sherman did what he did. If you take the emotions out of it, the Seahawks had to release him. They had no choice when I will always believe that it was the right move. And for Richard, I don't blame him one bit for signing with the Niners. If you were let go from one company you weren't ready to leave, and their competitor came to you with a decent offer and the chance to have a little revenge, wouldn't you take it? I think I would. So for you 12s out there that are upset, that's okay. And if you are sad, that's okay too. But instead of burning jerseys or cussing out John and Pete, let's just try and remember it's a business. And Richard Sherman will forever be a Seahawk no matter where he plays next year or the rest of his career. You can still love the guy while at the same time now thinking of him as the enemy. You know one day he'll be welcome back to CenturyLink Field to have a number retired and you will all cheer for him just as loud as you did when he was wearing blue and green. Richard, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, 
I'm a realistic fan. I pride myself on being what I call a realistic fan. And I usually get over emotional on all this kind of stuff. But for once, I won't. I will instead say thank you for everything, the championship, all the exciting plays, and everything you did for the community in the Northwest. Good luck down there in the Bay Area. And there are no hard feelings here at all, except for twice a year when, we, when you play Seattle. And I hope Russell and Doug destroy you. Just saying. Had to say it. I'm sure you did, but I don't think that's going to happen. I know you don't, but I, I, I have to feel optimism. You know, uh, So we'll see you at the retirement ceremony one day, and you'll be welcomed back with open arms. And I honestly – sorry that was so long, but I honestly – It was good, though. I believe that. I think that once we get – even for the fans that are super mad right now, once we get down the road and we see – figure out maybe what the plan is, even if the 2018 season ends up being just a crap season – and and it kind of looks like it might end up being that way. Their plan could be 2019. This literally could be all about rebuilding. You can tell they're restructuring to try and get more 2019 picks. They could move on and decide not to not to sign, not even make an attempt to pay Sheldon Richardson what he's worth because they want that comp pick. Mm-hmm. They're going to get one from Jimmy Graham if they don't sign like um, Jenkins, Safaris Jenkins. They don't sign him for uh too much money so they get that comp pick all of a sudden their 2019 draft is looking better and better so i think we'll get past all this and you'll realize especially as more news comes out you'll probably never hear from john or pete on their side they're never going to come out and say well yeah richard called us but uh you know it it was well that's one of the really hard things to try to put into perspective is yes it is a win now business but sometimes you do kind of have to look a year down the road. It's hard to do. Yeah. Especially if you think that it was easy for them to make the call to cut him. Who's arguably since, well, since entering the league, he has been the best corner statistically. And everything everything else that he brings to the field. You and I have talked about how he got hurt, and yet he was on the sideline for every game mm-hmm. after he got hurt. He was mentoring the young, the young guys, uh, Shaq Griffin, he was almost like a coach on the sidelines instead of just sitting at home, which he could have done. He could have just sat at home, but him and cam, they were out there. And so if you think that Pete and John just were like, Oh yeah, cut him. That's easy. You're nuts. It's Richard Sherman. And yeah, he made a vengeful move in the end and decided that he's going to sign with the Niners because he wants to prove something. But if you look at his contract, the contract that he signed, that he negotiated himself without an agent. It's, 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 it's good on him. Yeah. And like I and my, we were talking before the show, there's only a handful of players that, you know, will would do that, negotiate themselves, and have that kind of deal where it's, I'm betting on myself, and he's definitely one of the ones that I wouldn't bet against him. No. I mean, yeah, we've we talked about how it seems kind of like that's a crazy injury to come back from, but – if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. And and we've talked about before also how even if the ball isn't thrown his way, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Is that the teams were scared to throw his way. And that presence on the field in general is one part of the reason what that made him great. So I I actually I hope the best for him except for when he plays Seattle. <laughs> I you know and I and I always think it's interesting when players go especially a longtime player like Sherman when they hit free agency and they go to a, a division rival 
It's always just weird to see. It's awkward. And it's going to be awkward seeing him. Well, the photoshopped image of him in <laughs> in, in, the, in the, the Niners gear, yeah, uh, was that was like a like like a gut punch. <laughs> like, so we, we'll we'll briefly touch on it. So yeah. So, but there's been other players, and I just want to I want to get your take on where you think he kind of falls in. Let's just say, let's go. We'll go through this this top six real quick. So, um, number six, you have Jared Allen, longtime Viking, and went to the Bears. I wanted him as to be a Seahawks so bad. He was in his short prime. He was he was disruptive. He was really good. Um, number five, you have Revis, Jets to the Patriots. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you had Greg Jennings again, Packers to Vikings. None and of those are like this level the, to me. The top three is where it gets. Yeah. Pretty like, so you had uh, number three. You had Dion going from Atlanta to, to San Francisco. Who, which at the time, those they were division rivals. That one's bigger. Still, so there's a big one. Not sure if it's this level. Keep going. Um, who else we got? Number two, you had Marcus Allen, longtime Raider, going to the Chiefs. Yeah. So as now much, we're now we're getting there. As much as those two, and actually still, as much as those two fan bases hate each other, I couldn't imagine, especially in that time. Yeah. But number one. So number one. Which is the all-time. <laughs> number one, Brett Favre. Favre. Brett Favre going from <laughs> Green Bay to Minnesota. Oh, jeez. Do you imagine what it was like for all the cheeseheads to see number four coming out in, in purple and gold? They hated it. I find it, I think the thing that, that kind of makes my brain hurt a little bit, just that, like, you have all these fans in like in we'll use Sherman again. You have all these fans in San Francisco that hated him. Oh yeah, and, actually not just San Francisco either. Well, not yeah, but the team that which he's, was the team that he's going to. <laughs> you had fans that hated his guts. Mm-hmm, which and 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 now just quickly excited. you had once he was released. I mean, and you saw it just all the cold takes that came out. Just people's like, oh, you know, come here, come here, and blah blah blah, and you know, you go through their their history and you see you know the stuff they were saying about him when he was with seattle and it was just funny to look back and see uh, i the saw a complete flip oh, oh yeah. yeah no no come come i want you on this team come over here i saw some tweets actually they went back and researched and found them evan hill from hawk blogger went back and actually found tweets from 49er fans and he screenshotted their <laughs> tweets from like 2013 and then their tweets now about how oh yeah welcome to san francisco yep. this is awesome and oh, you're like come oh, on how times have changed unbelievable so i'd say in that top three you had Favre, packers vikings marcus allen chiefs raiders and Dion, atlanta to uh san francisco so i would probably slide richard ba- just based on I want to say, just based on you would probably have never seen that coming. Brett Favre Two. is definitely number one. I don't think you can. Yeah, you can't bump Favre out of that one slot because that was so. You had you had Favre who you know. Can, I don't want to retire. I don't want to try. But I can keep playing. I can keep playing. Minnesota was not like no. There's no way that's where he goes. <laughs> so I think you can put Richard Sherman going to the Niners right below that. You think so? Yeah, I think it's that big of a deal. If you think about Sherman's time in the NFL, how he got here and 
it wasn't long after that that the Kaepernick, that the whole the heat of that current rivalry between yep. the 49ers yep. and the yep. Seahawks started. Kaepernick and Wilson, and you got Kaepernick going to the Super Bowl one year, and then you know you got Russell going the next and winning, and then you got Russell going the year after that, and you got the whole Kaepernick thing happening. Like all of that, he he trashed them so hard, and. All you have to do is think about the the tip. We call it the tip, that play mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game and how his comments afterwards about, you know, how dare you try me on a sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree. Like, I mean, I think I I expected him to go somewhere else. <laughs> so and, and you, you think uh, think old San Francisco is going to make it? Here's what is in now. The, in, the, in the playoff with, race there? With, with Jimmy Graps, who we love. I'm I'm a, a Seahawks fan and the Jimmy Grapp story. I like Jimmy Grapps. I love it just because of the whole thing of it. Under Tom Brady, you're stuck there. Brady wants to play till he's ninety, so you're never gonna get out. They trade him and he so far has proven himself. So I like his story, just hate the team that it's happening on. With Richard Sherman going there. And everything else they've done so far, and we're not even into free agency yet. We haven't even hit the draft yet. We have no idea what else they're going to add or what they're going to change. But they literally went from being before Jimmy Graps, being at the bottom of that division. Mm-hmm. They are now what I would consider in the top of the division right now, pretty much tied with St. Louis. Honestly, L.A. Did I say St. Louis yes, again? Yes, you did. Basically tied with L.A. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put them that high. I'd put L.A. Jimmy a step Gra- above them. Jimmy Graps, no, like, a, like no. a half a step, no, a full step. Oh, how big of a step? Maybe even a yard. <laughs> no, I, L.A. L.A. is okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely a- Arizona. But I think it's closer than you think. Now, here's what's crazy. Here is what's crazy. So we'll we'll say okay, L.A. at the top, right below them, but not very far. <laughs> Jimmy Graps and the Niners. And then what what do you make of Arizona and Seattle? Because Seattle, the roster is kind of stripped right now. No idea what's going on. You still have a terrible offensive line. You have no running back. Russell Wilson had kind of a, yeah, he led the league in touchdowns, but he really, I mean, from my eyes, wasn't his best season. No. And then you got Arizona, who honestly, they just need a quarterback. If you were to no, yeah, that's all they need is a quarterback. Hypothetically, let's say this: if you were to rank the teams in my division, but you give Arizona Kirk Cousins, doesn't that now take Seattle and push them all the way down to the bottom? Sure I think it does. does. Sure does. Unbelievable. That's where we're at. Fast, yeah. but but look how fast San Francisco yeah, went exactly. from you know Super Bowl to the bottom. The bottom. Look at what happened to like Flacco. And the yeah. Ravens. Yeah. They win one. Just. Yeah. And actually, I had a thought when you mentioned Arizona and the cards. All pro players and division rivals. Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah. Seattle? No. I mean, not this year, obviously. No. No. That would be one of those. It'd be awesome. But we tr- but we want, well, we've wanted that. Like Every time that, he, you know, a season ends. I don't it's care like, what what it's team like, you're hey, a fan Larry. of. It's like Larry, can't you come up here? <laughs> I don't come care. Play. I don't care what team you're a fan of. Larry Fitzgerald is 
one of the best receivers ever yeah and and so we i would have no problem playing with seattle but he he's gonna he's gonna finish his career speaking of weird receivers or not weird Weird receivers receivers. just strange seeing them wearing seattle colors but uh jerry rice that was a weird one yeah that even i as a seahawks fan was like huh terrell owens for a week that was weird yeah that was strange i feel like you're just trashing my seahawks right now sure am it's, wow. you've you've been the one doing all the seahawks no i'm proud of you so. because i you always sit over there quiet and i'm just waiting for you to go ahead and start <laughs> trashing because the whole point of this was to have fun trashing each other's teams while at the same time learning things and oh, respecting them. no there will be lots of trashing once the season starts. oh yeah and there's actual games especially for one certain there's adrenaline game. one certain game yeah one certain game Ooh. uh yeah so so yeah anyways richard sherman's gone legion of boom is done is okay no it's not Yes, it is. No, it's that not. thing is that is the most dumb thing I've ever heard in my life. Just next to the twelves, the Legion of Boom, <laughs> Legion of Boom, Legion of Bust. Is that because? Oh my God! Really? Not Hall of Fame bust? Really? Because bust. because Sherman is a bust. Cam Chance was a bust. <laughs> really? Here we go. I mean, we're now no. we're getting fired up. Oh no, no! The trash no. talking are you will just, start. Are closer. you just jealous because your defense doesn't have a cool name? We don't need a cool name. Oh my God. They made up the name. It was they that did it, and they lived up to it. So, but you can't say that it's dead because Legion of Boom is is a Seattle thing now. <laughs> we can just we can just recreate it with new people, and then you can continue uh, to make fun of it. And I'll, say it's I'll, stupid. I'll, I'll let you live with that because it's kind of how they they've they've brought back the Great Wall of Dallas. So I, I will tell you that you're right in the fact that it's over per se, and that we may never see. I count them as not just because they're my team, but I do count them as one of the great defenses of all time, as short-lived as it was. Oh, they were. They definitely were. And if you think about it and you think about other teams, the the Bears, the Steelers, some of those great defenses that we've seen in the past, I didn't see. I think the Bears are, what, 85? Yep. Yeah, I was a year old, so I didn't see them. But if you look at history in the NFL – these these great defenses there's only so many of them that you can consider great Mm -hmm. and they happen and then they're done and then you can have plenty of good defenses after that and ones that still get you super bowl wins and all that but to be considered a great one i'm it's kind of it i'm honored to be to have a team that has at least had what we would consider a great defense because in those times from 2012 through 2015 That's what they were known for they were tough that they defense were in, was tough it was insane mm-hmm. and so yeah they move on players move on and it's over but if you think those things last forever they don't you have a moment we can say that we had it for two years in a row you're ta- everyone talks about the 85 bears that's one year you know so yes the legion of boom may be over but it can be rebuilt but ne- i don't think it will ever get to where it was i don't know if they would call it, if they should call it that though if they should just call it something else just i get it you mean like the great defenses they had their names right so you know you had orange orange crush defense you had the doomsday defense you had the the um what's another one was the steel curtain one steel curtain yes yep, that's another one right I, 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 pittsburgh though really i'm gonna talk about pittsburgh i don't want to talk about pittsburgh it just popped into my head you that, maybe that's, talk maybe about that's just what you call Seattle's <sighs> rain. Just for the rain. <laughs> Seattle's rain. Wow. Well done. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that 
like like we said it it's probably we can we can't necessarily expect and this is what happens is we got like i said in my statement we got a taste of that and so it's going to be hard to realize that that defense can't necessarily isn't necessarily going to happen again you can end up with a really good defense but to get to that level of what they were which was just freaking great probably won't happen and that's okay that's where it comes down to that question i had do you do the seahawks go and they build a good defense Mm -hmm. and then do what they should do probably and while russell wilson is still in his well while russell's still in his prime and actually build around him or do you actually try and go for a very dominant defense again and just make the offense decent because pete carroll's so defensive minded can he even handle that i don't know well, and how much time does he have left? Pete? Yeah. Well, he's the youngest 60-something-year-old dude I've ever seen in my life. Runs up and down the sideline with them white sneakers. Chewing that chewing gum. Chewing that gum. <laughs> we have made this a very long episode, but we knew it would be, and that's okay. So uh, we're excited for what free agency brings. Next week's podcast will be... Um, free agency in review. So it'll be... <laughs> It'll be so loaded with more free agency talk. Maybe Dallas will have made a move. Jerry, could you get on that? That'd be great. Insert clip of Jerry here. (laughs) Um, All right, this week, here's what we ask. We've been asking for reviews. For those that have given us reviews, thank you. Very much. You can obviously still go put a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you want to put it. We, we greatly appreciate them. We're going to ask you to share with all your friends again because <laughs> we want to grow, right? How big do we want to grow, Brian? I want to grow as big as we possibly can. The show. Really? Yeah, I'm done growing actually physically probably. Maybe not like outward. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> it's getting late, people. Getting late. <sighs> As always, we ask that you share away, share with your friends, Thank share you with for your family. We, we need we need to get some sort of like physical, like, hey, have you ever heard these guys? Or hey, that's a nice mug. Who's that? We need, we need to get something. And Dennis wants his uh, Dennis wants his swag. Yeah, he wants his swag. We got to th- work on that. I think we're gonna have to create some swag. I am working on that. Working on some stickers. Sweet. Yeah, stickers. Stickers are cool. Yeah, put them on your truck. When we get enough. Um, of an audience and we actually get some sponsorships. I would love to have some shirts made. I know Dennis wants a shirt word and some hats word, some uh, drink koozies word. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But as always, please just share, 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 like comment, just anything you can do support that we've already gotten means the world to us. And most definitely, I mean, honestly, we're talking about how we want to grow, but where we're at right now is crazy to even think of when we started this. And 15 episodes in, I couldn't be happier. It's 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 really cool every week to look at numbers and actually see that people actually download this and listen. It who blows, knows what it'll, it blows who knows my what, mind. what the start of free agency 2019 will be like? I'll have a longer beard. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Nice. Um, all right. As always, social media. If you don't follow us on social media. Follow us. We're all over the place. Facebook, facebook.com slash Common Ground Football Podcast. Tweeter box, 
at Common Ground FBP. Andrew, Twitter box, where are you at? Andrew Guzman, CGP. Sweet. I'm at Wenatchee Seattle Sports Fan. And uh, the website still works. Common Ground Football Podcast.com. Yep, and remember, we're now on Instagram at, uh, at Common Ground FBP. I love Instagram. It's freaking awesome. Starting to use it more, you notice? Yeah. Ooh. Sure am. The other thing that we want help with, because we're, we are new and we're 15 episodes in, we need a unique way. We know how we're going to end the show uh, during the season. We're going to do our game picks and uh, some over-under funds. Get that guy off the screen. And uh, That's John Lynch, by the way. God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we need some ideas. We want something fun and unique to end everything with, so you make sure you listen all the way to the end because you're like, ooh, I want to. I want to hear their thing there at the end. We have no idea what to do right now. So we'd like one instead of just fizzling out. So uh, if you've got an idea of something fun, uh, send it to us on any of those social media platforms. Give us some ideas. Uh, For right now, though, how excited are you about Star Wars tomorrow? Super, super duper, gang. Are you going to buy it and then wait two months to watch it? No. Because that's what you did when it came out in theaters. That's the only reason I ask. No. (laughs) No. Are you going to, and it's okay, I get it, because I'm not going to, are you going to wait to watch it for our, we're going to do that Star Wars thing where you know my wife comes over and watches it. You're, are you going to wait until we do that to watch it? Probably not. Exactly. Me either. No. No. I'll probably will watch it tomorrow. Me too. Yeah. Uh, if but you as have, always, remember, if we did a oh, review, yeah. and when that when it releases tomorrow, you, we're... I'm going to repost it. Repost it. I'm going to repost the crap out of it because you know what? That was a fun episode. And And it was our most listened. It's our most listened to episode as a football podcast, which is weird. So (laughs) if you haven't checked it out, that's episode 11 and and go find it and do this. Listen to it and then go watch The Last Jedi and then go back and listen to it again. Or, or, or again after that, like as multiple times. Maybe make it a combo thing where you, you, you watch the movie and then you listen to that episode. Put it on repeat. Yes. Loop it. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, sorry it's a super long episode, but uh, there was a lot going on. Holy crap. That's all right. There's going to be a lot going on next week, too. I promise you, we'll get into the boring months of June and July. Lord. Oh, God. We'll be lucky to get a half hour in. So if that's what you're hoping for, it's coming. Anyways. Anything else? Nah. Let's get out of here, man. Let's go. And until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. (laughs) 